This week's episode will not be safe for work. Matter of fact, parental discretion is strongly advised. But we'll be completely fucking ignored. <laughs> Hot time, summer in the city, women all around showing ass and titties. What up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Ooh podcast, featuring the one and only Donnie Ooh, best in the world of what he does. This week, Donnie is irritated, aggravated, and damn right tired due to my shoot job. Got the early schedule this week. Donnie's not happy at all. To top things off, I really don't have that many things to talk about, or should I say, rant about. So I'm going to call this episode Donnie's Potpourri of Bullshit. <laughs> it's going to be a various, various topics. It's not going to be too long this week. And I'm going to introduce a new segment, which I'm going to call Swipe a Nah. People who know me, know what I do for a living. People who don't, y'all can figure it out. Swipe or nah. Pretty much if you agree on the subject, gets a swipe. If you disagree, nah. It gets nothing. So as usual, I'm going to keep the intro short and sweet this week. Good night. And goodbye. Bang! My first matter of business on Donnie's potpourri of bullshit, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I said it. Dunkin' Donuts. How come, no matter what location you go to, everything is always different, but yet the way I like my coffee stays the same? I take my iced coffee, for example. I like the cold brew. Sometimes I see these motherfuckers sneaking and giving me regular coffee. I can taste it. And I tell them, no. Did I order regular iced coffee? Or did I order cold brew? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. It's on the freaking piece of paper. Now, I use the, the Dunkin' The Go app. It actually cuts down a lot of the miscommunication that happens when you're making your order of iced coffee. You input on the app exactly how many sugars, how many creams, flavor if needed. You input it. You pay for it. Then you go to pick it up. My main mistake sometimes is not to taste the iced coffee before I leave the store. And then when I, once I get enclosed in my box, it's kind of uh, difficult for me to go back and get it changed. Consistency... It's the success in life. It's the key to success in life. It's almost... I'm, I'm, I'm realizing this because... Uh, being consistent on putting these podcasts out every Wednesday... is harder than you think. Especially when it's not your main job and it's just a hobby. But... Gotta be consistent. So I do the best that I can. But... That doesn't change the point of... When I order my coffee... I order my coffee the same way. 
seven sugars, seven creams, a pump of French vanilla, ice, that's it. What's so hard? I go to one in Bay Ridge, they make it perfectly. I go to one in Benshurst, they make it perfectly. I go to one in Borough Park, tastes like shit. Go to the one in Manhattan, tastes like shit. Then on top of all that, I got these workers telling me how I should drink my coffee. Yeah, trust me, I know too much sugar is not, it's not good for you. But I'm not diabetic. Hopefully I'm not pre-diabetic either. But if I want seven sugars in my coffee, give me seven sugars. For example, years ago, go to this location right outside Madison Square Garden. It was winter time, so I decided to get me a hot coffee. I go, I'm like, yeah, let me get a large coffee. Cream and sugar, light and very sweet. Oh, you know, too much sugar is not good for you. Why don't you try Splenda? Did Splenda come out my motherfucking mouth? No. I wanted cream and sugar. I spent five minutes having discussion with the woman back there making my coffee because she's insisting on putting Splenda in my coffee instead of the sugar that I requested. Man, the amount of money I spend on Dunkin' Donuts, I should be ashamed of myself. I spend like $5 a day, which adds up to about, if I work seven days, that's $35 a week. You times that times four weeks, what's that? $140 a month. The least I could do, or the least I should be able to expect is, if I'm spending all that money for my enjoyment, for me to get my coffee the way I requested. Dunkin' Donuts, as much as I love y'all, and unfortunately, as much as I'm going to continue continue uh, patronizing your, your business, you get no swipes. Nah. Now, the next issue that I'm going to discuss... I'm not going to discuss real in-depth because, quite frankly, I'm tired and I don't feel like uh, spending the brain power that's needed to give a in-depth discussion. But um, this matter that's going on with the turd in office, you know, the Cheeto, you know, the president who shall not be, be named, him. And uh, the tweets that he put out over the weekend concerning the four freshmen quote-unquote freshman congressman in the Democratic Party. And he swears up and down that his tweets, the fact that he told these women that they need to go back to the crime-infested countries that they're from and make, uh, make, it, make improvements there and then come here and maybe he can have something to talk about wasn't racist. Bullshit. I mean, these women was born here. Born and raised. Never mind the fact of, so you mean to tell me because they have a dissenting opinion from the piece of shit in the office that uh, they don't deserve to be in the country just as much as we do? I mean, tell you the truth, and I'm going to go on a tangent right now because I'm kind of rambling. Tell you the truth, this could have been a void. You know, you know what gave him the courage to say that at the time that he said it? It's right on the heels of Nancy Pelosi, the the which called the House Speaker, having a problem with AOC, and she she brought those problems problems public, 
And to me, that just gave the piece of shit in office, Carl Blanche, to say, well, look, your, your quote-unquote leader has a problem with you and your own party. That's why y'all can't get shit done. So, uh, yeah, let me add on my little three cents that means shit. That's the problem. I mean, Pelosi has all this pissing vigor for AOC and her and, and her people to squad, but she doesn't have that. She doesn't. She doesn't show that same energy when it comes to the piece of shit in office. He should have been. He, he should be in the middle of impeachment hearings right now. How many? How many fucking documents? How many? How many times has to be documented all the bullshit that he's done prior to the presidency and currently in office right now? I mean, the world is coming to a fucking end. Yeah, I, I said it. The world is coming to an end. And um, we as a people need to rise up. Whatever little thing that we can do, first and foremost, vote. Because the lack of voting is the reason why our country is in the state it is in. Everybody took for granted that Donald Trump, oh, excuse me, the piece of shit in office, wasn't going to win. So people are like, eh, you know what's going to, I don't need to go vote. Voting starts at the very local level. You start with your, your assemblyman. You start with your councilman. You start with your mayor. You start with your governor. And then you grow up the ladder. You start with your, your judges of the Supreme Court at the, lo- at the local level. Then you go to the state level. Then you go to the federal level. And everything that's going on right now is a product of every citizen not doing their duty, their minuscule duty of voting. I mean, Donald Trump, oh, my bad, the piece of shit in office. Do you not, do people not realize that he's already put two people into the Supreme Court and he's trying to put a, put a third one in? And if, um, the, which court, the, the, the court justice the judges that are leading to the left, if they fuck around and die, or decide, you know what, I'm done, the country is going to fall even more into the chaos that it's in now. I mean, take for example, yesterday, the Aragona trial. The officer that choked Aragona leaves scot-free because who was the case being in front of? Who was the case in front of? The federal level. Who was in charge of that case? Somebody, Barr, who already is documented that he's biased with the president based on the Mueller report, the Mueller report. So, unfortunately, as much as we're pissed off right now, I really didn't expect anything else to happen differently. I mean, now pretty much the onus is on Mayor De, Bl- De Bozo, oh my bad, De Blasio, to actually make things right. He's too busy spending up campaign money touring the country on a futile attempt to become president. I, I swear to God, I hope he's not fucking president. I mean, this is the same dude that, where was he? Was he in I- Iowa? On Saturday, when Manhattan had a blackout, and when asked by the media 
well, you know, when do you think you're going to get back to the city? It's like, well, you know, I have to talk to my staff and we have to figure out uh, our schedule and uh, we'll see when what we can do. Meanwhile, Corey Johnson of the city council, he's giving everybody step by step of what's going on. And this is who we place our faith in, that he's actually going to do something and get rid of this rogue cop that committed murder with his bare hands on camera in the street for a dude that's suspected of selling Lucy's and more than likely probably wasn't. So for uh, my politics take this week, the piece of shit in office, no swipes. Nancy Pelosi, no swipes. Mayor DeBozo, no swipes. Corey Johnson, salute. I don't even think I'm going to give you a swipe, but uh, salute anyway. Now I'm going to touch on um, a couple of wrestling topics to continue from where I left off last week. Uh, this past weekend we had AEW, um, Fight for the Fallen. I did have a chance to watch that. It was a pretty decent show. But um, one thing I need to speak on is the fact of if I'm an old school wrestling fan. I'm used to faces and heels, good guys and bad guys, defined positions. Now, if you follow the group, if you follow the elite, or should I say being the elite on YouTube, then uh, you're pretty up to date on what goes on when it comes to these shows that they give. But if you're a new follower and you're just watching the shows cold, and you have the show before that, for for this one, um, Fighter Fest, you have, uh, for instance, you have Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Cody was the heel. Dustin Rhodes was the face. Then, later, which go ahead, then, this, year, this week, you have Cody and Dustin Rhodes tag-teaming against the Young Bucks. In this match, the Young Bucks was the heel. Cody and Dustin were the face. You see where the confusion could come in? If you if they if they're really intent on building a following, a lasting following, even though a lot of a lot of which go a lot of pundits now now they say heels and faces are passé, but that's the structure that all success is built on. You could have, you could be a tweener. A tweener is sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, but mostly he's human. I prefer that to a certain degree. But you have to have a reason on why this person is sways with the wind. Not, well, you know, the matchup this this week or this month uh, determined that um, I need to play the heel role, and uh, next month, you know, is to be conter- determined. It's not going to work out that way. It's not going to work out good. Um, a lot of the wrestling action on the show was great. I actually liked the six-man tag where I believe he had uh, Darby Allin, uh, Jimmy Havoc, and uh, Joey Janela versus Sean Spears, MJF, and uh, damn, who the hell else was it? Oh, yeah, Sammy Guevara. Pretty damn good match. It was the opening match. Um... I really feel that uh, they have a lot of potential, but I see the problems are going to rear its head this October when they start their weekly program. If they don't have clearly defined roles 
for the characters. There's, um, if, you, if, if you don't have a clearly defined role, you're not going to be able to get the fan base to gravitate or actually follow their favorite character because they're not going to know whether this week did a good guy or next week did a heel. So for this last episode of AEW, I give a half a swipe. Now, also this past weekend, we had a WWE Extreme Rules. It was a decent event. Um, too, too damn long. I mean, anything that's close to four hours and it's not SummerSlam, WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble, uh, I won't even consider it Survivor Series, but anytime it's not one of the big four, it shouldn't be four hours. I mean, quite frankly, by the end of the show, I think by the semi-main where, where it was Kofi and Samoa Joe for the WWE title and uh, the mixed the mixed tag of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin, I'm not going to lie, I kind of paused it, went to the room with the missus, watched Euphoria, which is a show that I'm going to get to in these upcoming weeks, I watched that for an hour. Then went back in the living room, unpoised, and then watched the rest of the show. I can do that because I have the WWE Network. I can do that because I only pay $10 a month. But if this is a, if for the people that's paying $50, $60 for the actual pay-per-view, that's not an option without wasting their money. And you need to have something that's going to keep their attention. Uh, you know, unfortunately, right nowadays, uh, attention spans are dwindling more and more, and uh, mine's included. But that might be just old age. But um, if you're going to have something like that, you have to have it action-packed. And even no matter how action-packed it is, if it's going on four hours and it's a B-level pay-per-view, it's not going to work. Now, I'm only going to speak on the main event. And the main event ended with Seth Rollins retaining his WWE Universal Championship in the mixed tag. But... Prior to him pinning Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin laid out Becky Lynch with the end of days, which is a no-no in this uh, PC society that we're in. So, of course, Seth went, went off, gave Baron like three stomps, pinned his ass one, two, three, and guess who comes out to cash the money in the bank? Brock fucking Lesnar. So here we go again. Brock fucking Lesnar, universal champion. Here we go again. Brock fucking Lesnar, Universal Champion, who's on TV when he feels like it. Uh, when he wrestles, he wrestles maybe five minutes and gets paid five, six million dollars. Damn near per match. Because he only wrestles like three times a year. So, this is what you what they call an improvement? Not for me. Extreme rules, no swipes. Now, to continue with the potpourri of bullshit... <laughs> Um, I'm going to speak on uh, Monday Night Raw. This past Monday Night Raw was a decent episode. You know, you could tell uh, Paul Heyman is now the executive uh, director, creative for WWE Raw. And you can see his fingerprints all over the place. Um, It was eventful, but it wasn't eventful. I want to say the event was the 25-minute long women's four-way match to uh, determine a number one contender for Becky Lynch, which was won by Natalia. Natalia. Natalia, who hasn't been on TV in forever, 
Now, the promo afterward, where they went back and forth, Natalia first said, you know, she's uh, privileged to get this opportunity, get her, be- her good friend Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch went in there, squashed all that bullshit. Was like, look, when it comes to this title, ain't no friends. When we get in that ring, I'm going to bust your ass and straight like that. And uh, I'll give Natalia some credit because she came back and she pretty much told Becky Lynch her ass is mine. So for that, I'll give a swipe. For the rest of the show, I really think they could have did more uh, building up SummerSlam, even though this is the first week of the build-up. Uh, Seth, Seth Rollins won the Battle Royal to determine the number one contender for his championship. He lost the night prior. So that's going to be the main event, I suppose, of WrestleMania. And I guess they're going to give him a little edge, which uh, he severely needs based on how much he was uh, castrated the last month by his man, <laughs> Becky Lynch. So for that, I'll give a swipe. Now, this one is for my beloved New York mess. The New York Mets currently have run three in a row. They currently have won a three out of they've won three out of four since the All Star break. Albeit the wins were against two of the wins were against the lowly Miami Marlins. We won last night against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, we wrap up the two the two game series with the Twins this afternoon, and uh, hopefully they will win. But all this false hope, all this false hope that I see a lot of people having, uh, just listening on on sports radio, sports radio. Oh, we're five and a half back from the wild card. Look, look listen, we ain't winning the wild card. We ain't getting to the playoffs. Um, our bullpen is still leaky. Yeah, they have five, they have five innings that they didn't give up a run last night. Whoop the damn do. You know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So I guess that was their their one. And hopefully today will be their, their second one to be right. But um, I really feel like as much as I would hate to do it, you got to you gotta look into trading uh, Syndergaard. If you're going to get young pitching in return, um, get rid of Vargas. I've said it in the past, Vargas is a piece of shit. I don't care how good he's, he, he might have been pitching. Get rid of him. He's a cancer in the, in, in the clubhouse. I mean, the clubhouse is... You don't hear that many issues, but I just feel like for, for the antics that he pulled a couple weeks ago, it's still in my craw, and I won't, get, I won't get over that. Need to get rid of August. Uh, more likely, the person that they will move is Wheeler, who's ironically on the IR. Yeah, go figure. You know, uh, when we actually have a quote-unquote trade asset, Guess what? He magically gets hurt. Hmm. But in a nutshell, our team still is a mess. We still have infielders playing the outfield. We still have a shortstop that was supposed to be this heralded prospect that hasn't shown up one glimpse when it actually matters. And I'm not talking about in September. Um, We still have a catcher that half the staff refuses to pitch to um, and as usual we have a leaky bullpen and we have a novice idiot of a manager so with all that to overcome even though 
for a regular team, five and a half games, middle of July should be overcomable. <laughs> if that's such a word, uh, I don't believe that's such with the New York mess. So, as much as it pains me, even though we're winners of three out of four, where should I say, we're the winners of our last three games, I gotta give the mess no swipes. Now, my last turd in the potpourri of bullshit is um, the, the end of the NBA free agent period. Um, since the last time I spoke to y'all, we had a blockbuster trade where Wester Westbrook of the OKC Thunder was traded to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. <laughs> uh, the reason I laugh is because um, if anybody deserved to have to have such a such a fate in their career to be put on a pretty much rebuilding team as OKC is where all these draft picks that they've accumulated over the next four to five years so is, is Chris Paul now, now what I'm hearing is that uh, hope that maybe if OKC and Chris Paul can come to a buyout that he could possibly go to the Lakers I'm so sick and tired of everybody just falling over themselves, falling over backwards, trying to give LeBron every last speck of talent for him to get his elusive, and I do mean elusive, fourth championship. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Everybody in La La Land, LeBron is done. D-O-N-E. Done. He had, yeah, sure, he has Anthony Davis, who turned out to be such a douche. But yeah, he has Anthony Davis. He has uh, Boogie Cousins. And if he was in Golden State, then I'd be all for it. But since he's not, fuck him. And it's messed up quad. <laughs> I mean, to me right now, as it stands, the Lakers are probably the third best team in the West. Maybe the fourth best. I go as follows. You go... You get the Clippers. You get Utah. You get Portland. Portland's done a lot under the radar. They re-signed some people. They re they kept them. They kept their core, which is uh McCallum and, and Lillard. And uh they just made it to the Western Conference Finals this past season. So I don't know why everybody's uh writing writing Portland off. And then you get the Lakers. You know, um, Golden State, I really believe they're probably going to be a five or six seed when all is said and done. But um, Chris Paul deserves everything. He He's such a bitter person. I, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I have nothing against bitter people. I'm bitter myself a lot of times. But the way he just, the way he, I, I mean, I used to be the biggest Chris Paul fan when he was, when he was with New Orleans the first time with the Hornets and he pushed his way out, thought he was going to get to the Lakers. <clears throat> nope. They canceled that trade. He went back to OKC, ended up with the Clippers. He left the Clippers because he had beef with uh, Doc Rivers and his son, Austin, who's who himself is a douche. Um, then he left there to go to Houston. And don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest Jane Harden fan. Uh, Harden really did do Chris Paul dirty because if anybody paid attention to the games, 
you notice when they were both on the floor this this past season, when the ball was in Harden's fan, hands, everything was all good. Chris Paul played his position. He went to spot up. But when Chris Paul was initiating the offense, you see James Harden, he's still in the backcourt. He's not jogging. He's walking up the court. He's not even putting himself in position. So technically, Chris Paul's playing against five five defenders because the man that supposed to be guarding James Harden didn't have to worry about him because he knew James Harden checked out of that play. He knew he wasn't getting his number called. So even though he did get dealt a bad hand, and I've said it once and I'll say it again, D'Antoni is a piece of shit coach. He will never win anything. He doesn't have the balls to do anything. The way he did, the way he did Melo this past season, a lot of people should say say something about that. A lot of people should have, which of course have acrimony in their heart over that. If you're a Melo fan, because he did Melo wrong, everybody should have saw that coming. As soon as Melo went to Houston, everybody should have known D'Antoni was going to screw him, just like he did Marbury back in the day when he didn't particularly want Marbury on his team when he was at the Knicks. Instead of telling Marbury, look, you're not in the plans, he, he had that man on the bench for about half a season before they just finally just sent him home until it was time for them to wave him. D'Antoni, D'Antoni has a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of shit with him. But anyway, and everybody talks about how, which go, how LeBron and, and, and CP3 and Wade and Melo, they which go, did a banana boat crew. Who looked out for Melo? Melo was with his man CP3. Right? Melo lasted seven games. CP3 didn't utter so. Other other fucking word. LeBron supposed to be Melo man, right? You mean to tell me they didn't have no space on the Lakers last year? They don't, they don't have no space on the Lakers this year? Melo got his money. He'll come and sign for the mini, minimum. Nobody rocking with Melo. Except his wife, Lala. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. So Melo gets a swipe. <laughs> but um, as for this, which go as for this past uh, this past week that that blockbuster trade, I really don't believe Houston is going to be that much of a factor this year. Um, yeah, they'll get they'll get their 50, 50 to fifty five wins in the regular season, and they'll go out in the second round. Uh, you would think that they would advance more because uh, they don't have no no longer have to worry about. The juggernaut that was in Golden State, but yeah, right. Always got to worry about Golden State, always. So uh, that's that trade. No swipes. All right, people. Thanks once again for listening to my salty thoughts at Donnie Oop podcast. I appreciate every last one of y'all that decided to give me a listen, decided to give me a try. So, uh, once again, thank you very much. Uh, next week, it'll probably be a little bit more formatted. Hopefully, some news will drop in my lap. If not, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do another potpourri again yet. But um, as soon as the training camp start, the news will start flowing in. So, uh... Also, damn, I almost forgot my breaking news of the week. Just found out I dropped to third in the podcast rank- rankings of my house. So I'm going to have to fucking give. Because um, I don't see nobody else producing these shits. 
But um, yeah, I'm third. Got to figure something out. It's not cool. So I'm going to get off this podcast right now before I get hit by a car. <laughs> Till next time. Goodbye.